Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coming up on TMS, make something better, monkey. Sleepless in Salt Lake. Dry hard with the resin. That guy on Hawkeye lied. Yippee-ki-yay, 3D printer. Women got cool guts. The era of talking moose. How many languages do you speak? Brown beats by Dre. You can't take the babble out of the rando collar. Supports matter. Unique sounding stupid voice. Captain Borka is the Swedish chef of the Muppets. Elastic lady parts with Amy. Pretty fly for a science guy with Bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream it looks like a finger but watch him flip it's a secret weapon at your fingertip just point and fire six finger sends and as a west missile to your friends he stole my balloons the morning stream don't eat that it's pluto Hello and good morning, everybody. It is uh, Thursday, January 5th, 2023, and this is The Morning Stream. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Hi, good morning. Oh, hello, Scott. I've been up uh, most of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm been tired. there. Been yeah. there, done that. The hard part of it, about it was I thought I'd just come home, because we got home by one. It wasn't that bad. We got there at midnight. Her plane was on time. Oh, that's good. Picked up Carter, got her luggage, did her thing, got her home, and then talked for a bit. And then by one o'clock, we're like in bed, and I just could not knock off. I could not go to sleep. I was oh, too wired that's up. the worst. That is the worst. Ugh. Yeah. So it was like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, something like that. And you just sit there and you're watching the clock and you're like, come on, I just want to sleep. Come yeah, on, it isn't even a sleep. big deal. And yeah. I'm trying different stuff and nothing's working. And I'm not I'm not about to like play a game or read or, or watch anything because that will make it worse for me. I just know myself. So I just laid there and laid there and laid there. Finally, about six o'clock, I, I pass out or 530, whatever. Then I got to wake up at seven. And then, uh, you know, that's just my natural alarm. And now I'm up. And now what do you do? I, I can't do nothing. I'm just a tired, a tired young man, you know? <laughs> Aww, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I'll shake out during the day somehow. I don't know how, but I'll, I'll figure it out. But it was fun. And, um, you know, getting her I was bet great. you're so glad to have her home. I'm thrilled to have her home. She's, uh, you know, I like her a lot. She's a fun kid. And uh, when she's not here, it's less fun. So, yeah. yeah. no offense, Kim. But it's not as fun as having, you know, Carter. <laughs> All 
Uh, her dog lost her mind, though. We, so we let him oh, out when she got I'm here. Sure. Lost yeah. her freaking mind. She thought she had just. She. I think she was settled into this idea that 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 previous person I was a you know completely hooked on is now gone. She doesn't exist anymore. And then bam, there she is. Two yeah. months later, lost her mind. Jumped all over. I thought she was going to end up on the counter at some point. She was just jumping so high and freaking I out. Love. I love those videos of dogs getting reunited with their owners who are like overseas fighting for, you know, like a, a soldier coming back or whatever. And the dog just goes absolutely nuts. I love that. Stuff. Yeah, that happened kind of um, after her long uh, uh, tour of duty in Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> where she, uh, <laughs> you know, is just doing a, doing the good work for the for the boys on the in the field or whatever. Anyway. Listen, I know Carter wasn't, but you see videos like that all the time on TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. Oh yeah, those, those are, are always great. Those are what I'm talking about. No, I know, I know you mean they're they're great. Okay. I do love them. Okay. Um, and I if I if it were me, um, she'd never uh, leave the state again. But she, you know, she's she's got some ideas. She wants to go to Japan next with her friend and oh. do this a similar thing. So that'd be cool. But that'd be her second trip to Japan. So that'd be fun. Anyway, uh, it's good to have her back and everything's good, except I couldn't sleep. That was the only problem. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Hey, we have some (laughs) updates. Yesterday, we were trying to figure out your yeah thing. Yeah. The yeah that somebody had mentioned in in, uh, the discussion. Right. And I tried to find an example of it and had a really hard time doing it. So that's why I'm I'm still a little confused. But Luke in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado, wrote in. And he just, says, just up the, up the street from me. Yeah, he's not far at all. Yeah. Luke says, Hi, reg- Luke. regarding Brian's yeah and the other uh, that the other listener pointed out, I believe it's the yeah, yeah that Brian yeah, often does yeah. during the pre-show. Okay, yeah, chatter. like when you say, uh, let's do a show. You ready to do a show? And I go, yeah. Yeah, like I think that that's it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's also that halting thing where you go, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says okay. uh, kind of a long yeah. yawn-like way. I noticed it as well, but figured it was some kind of inside joke and was sort of, and, and I was outside of it. Well, there's no joke there, but. No. What's the role? I can say with 100% certainty and, and uh, that that is wholly created and invented by me, and it is not uh, my doing an impersonation of of uh someone else like a robot or anything that is a pure for whatever the hell that's worth that is a pure uh ibit uh creation yeah nobody else wrote in to say including the original writer he didn't he didn't clarify so i assume i assume this is just a thing brian does you guys that's all it is it's just a thing i do it's a a verbal tick says uh rainbow bright i don't know about that not about a tick because it's like uh i mean it is yeah it is kind of john lovett's we were talking about that yesterday, the John Lovitz. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a little bit of um, uh, you dirty rat, like, you know, that kind of uh, 1920s gangster. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you want me to rub him out? It's like clamps on the Futurama. It's like that a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's uh, it's one of those things I don't didn't think about until now. Thank mm-hmm. you very mm-hmm. much for writing in. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Now you'll notice it every time you do it. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was nice when you guys uh, commented on me using absolutely all the time, and we even have audio, and I don't use that as much. Uh, but now, thanks. Now I'm going to be thinking about every time I say, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I do uh, a lot of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'll do that a lot with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like oh, I think a big I do Karen that too. O fan or something. Yeah, I think the word yeah is maybe my most, I mean, I'm starting to notice it in myself. I think it might be the most used word I have. Yeah. I think. I'm not sure actually, but 
if I could count, like really? somebody could count them. We got to get somebody out there who's got no time, all the time in the world, is what I mean, on their hands, who wants to just count how many times we say yeah, and then we'll do like an average and, you know. I imagine there is an app that can take our show and um, transcribe it. And yeah. although it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't do a great job of distinguishing our voices. We need the, the, um, AI thing to kind of figure out, parse each of our different voices, mm. but it would be great to see like a, a transcript of our show and see what word we use the most outside of like your basic, you know, is, am, are, was, were, being, been, had, like all those. So I have a future prediction based on something you just said that reminded me of it. Okay. All right. I am a hundred percent convinced of this. So I've heard enough really insanely high quality AI voice, uh, oh, recreation. Sure. sure. Yep. That there is going to come a time pretty quickly here where either for free or through a service, um, you're going to be able to go and just read a few paragraphs to a thing, and then it will have you down. It will have everything right. you would ever, however you would say anything, it will have you down, and you can feed it any text you want, and it would read back to you in a natural sounding, like you were on a mic saying it voice. And this will be this hot new when you go to your grave, this is what you leave your kids or your family. Oh God. Is this like ability to just gone off to the great beyond, but I do have some fatherly advice for you. Yep. I'll bet if this isn't already happening, I'd actually be surprised. Somebody somewhere is already cooking this up. Uh, because sure. I just see it. So what will happen is it'll no, be like, definitely. okay, gather around. Remember when grandpa used to read the uh, night before Christmas to everybody on Christmas Eve? Well, here we go. And they'll hit play and that thing will just read it as if he's sitting there, disembodied, sitting sure. there reading it. Sure. That's happening. Yeah. It just has to know all the different phonics, <laughs> right? And then right. inflections. And then it can say, okay, well, he always does an up at the end of this and he always does this. I mean, we um, didn't we have, <laughs> again, the jankiest, oldest version of this, but I I seem to remember a really janky early audio thing, kind of in the era of Talking Moose, if mm. that tells you anything, uh. where you could record different phonics and it would allow you to type a sentence and have it read it in your voice. It would sound like hot garbage, right. but as long as you said all the phonics in a... Um, in a monotone, all at the same level, then right. it could read that sentence, but it still would sound like, uh, this is me reading a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, even with that, not even with that thing at the end. This is me reading a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, the new, the, the stuff, I mean, machine learning is just that it learns all that stuff you're talking about. So all you'd have is, to do is just yeah. have somebody sit there and talk and it would train on it. And then, I mean, they already have done it with people. Yeah. So the question yeah. is whether or not that's a thing regular people like us would even want. Do we want that? Do we want our voice to be forever uh, enshrined as a possible speaking thing that would be indiscernible from our real voice? I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. And it sure makes me think I'd better hurry and finish recording this audiobook for uh, for a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. Before all he has to do is hit a button and it's, you know, it does it all for me. Jeez. Yeah. I know that exists now with uh, what's the software I used the other day? Um, it's kind of expensive. So I only use the free stuff, but Murph, it's called M U R F. Murph. And it's, uh-huh. um, let's see, I have an example I can actually play. Do I have one? Okay. Uh, no. Short for Murphy? 
Opperpermurpy. Basically, I used it to put some texts in. Um, let's see. Will it, will it even read it? No, it says I'm out of free time. That's a shame. Anyway, uh, it is. it gives you a list of like, I don't know, 100 different voices, cadences, accents, whatever. And yeah. they're in, it's impossible to tell it's a That it's, it's a not robot. a real person saying yeah. those things. So you just type in a phrase and it'll say it as one of these voices in it. Yeah, yeah. and you can tweak it. So like if Jeez. you're like, well, I'm not quite getting the inflection I want, you can go in there and mold it and say, when he gets to this line, I really want to punctuate that or whatever. And then it will it will attempt to do that. And then you can save those changes, export to a file, whatever. It's It's crazy, this stuff. So it's happening, man. Somebody better be working on the, uh, the the oh what was that called the what was the test that Deckard uh, performs on replicants to determine whether or not the you come to a tortoise it's on oh, its back why aren't right. you flipping it over Leon why aren't you flipping over the tortoise I love that stuff what's a what's a tortoise <laughs> and the one what, uh, the twenty forty nine thing was camp in, something Vox camp void yeah, camp. void. Voight Voight camp, Voight. That's right, Voight camp uh, test. Yeah, I love that. Uh, or comp. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we need that because pretty soon we're not going to be able to discern whether or not the things we see online or we are already there, right? We really can't be sure, hundred percent sure that the things we see and hear online are uh, real or not. Yeah. No kidding. The uh, thing that Kay says in 2049, I'm trying to remember what he says. He has to do a thing where he kind of resets his, uh, let's see, what does it say? It says he has to do that emotional baseline thing. What does he say, you guys? You remember it? Uh, I can't remember what he said. I used to love hearing that. I guess I could go listen to it, but I really Who is this? What is this? Uh... The character Kay from, from Blade Runner 2049 when they'd have to oh, they'd bring him back gotcha. and test him and make yeah. sure he's not like overloaded or whatever the deal was. Or he hasn't gone rogue. I love that. I saw last night on Hulu that they've got what's called the Blade Runner, the final cut, and then Blade Runner 2049 on there. You can watch them as a little double feature. I don't know which one is the final. Like, there have been so many different versions of Blade Runner. I think that's do the you have final a favorite? one. Do you, have a, do you have a version you prefer? Like uh, I've only ever, well, I haven't seen the, whatever is called the final cut, but I've seen the director's, uh, whatever the yeah. one prior to that was. So the, one that, the one that takes out the narration. Yeah. Yeah, that one and I've seen. And doesn't have Deckard and Sean Young driving off into the uh, on their way to uh, the Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. <laughs> to join Jack Torrance. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird. That's a weird ending. Yeah, it was just like, all right, we need a happy ending. All right, let's show that they're that he's not a replicant. They're both alive. And yeah, that's yeah, a massive like, example of like studio interference. I hate that stuff yeah i agree but that uh, the director's one was great i'm sure the final cut's good i wouldn't mind watching a double feature that'd be all right that'd I'd be, be all right it. and i love the villeneuve movie so i'm in oh of course big fan um all right so there's the yeah thing we got it taken care of it's all good brian yeah, say good. yeah as right, often so as you good. want who cares do whatever you want you know it's your show look we're here together you say what you want to say if the word yeah comes up in strange ways i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. say it I'm going to slowly try and work in uh, affirmative. That's that's going to be my new thing because, come on, what dumb robot AI would start making me say affirmative? And that's how you'll know it's me. Oh, yeah. affirmative. Yeah, you'll be. we can call you Newt. Isn't that what she Instead says? Instead of uh, for affirmative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and then, when instead of saying "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," I'll go "Oh, affirmative, affirmative, affirmative." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that will not be noticeable at all. That change, It'll not be great. at all distracting mm-hmm. to any of us. Uh, speaking of things that are distracting and hard to understand, 
got a, a voicemail I'd like to try to dissect. I love the voicemails. Yeah, and uh, this is a weird one. So I'm going to play this. We're going to go to the audio tape. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell what's happening in this call. Maybe you can help us. Here it is. Hey, Matt. Maybe. Uh, this is Wolf Aller, and uh, I was just trying to say, uh, uh, my my dad had uh, uh, an upside, uh, or a thing that he observed that I didn't is that your Fisher of Hawkeye is kind of. Oh, a little, a little sinister, and uh, I'm not trying to make you be like, oh, make something better, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think he's high or drunk or something. I don't know. Yes. I, I don't want to assume. Yeah. I assume so, though. Right, right. I mean, yes. I hope it's not a medical issue. And yeah, yeah. as best I can tell. So, did you? Upload? Did you post a, a, a with the Jeremy Renner stuff that's going on? Did you post a Hawkeye Mm-mm. picture recently? No, oh. I think he may be referring to the only thing I could think of is I have that um, Alan Alda Hawkeye in my store that oh, I drew. Oh, sure, yeah, and that that looks sinister. And he wants that Hawkeye to look less sinister because right now he looks a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I'm thinking is maybe draw this something is, better, monkey. This is somebody who maybe bought a print. Uh, their dad pointed out that it looks sinister or something. There were Maybe. two other voicemails, but they were in, incomprehensible. They were just coherent. Sure. Okay. All right. Same same number. Same guy. Same exact number. I think it's the same dude. But the mic's half covered. You know, people with their chin on the mic, and you can't hear it yes. anymore and stuff yes. like that. So I didn't oh. get any additional information out of it. But um, yeah, I, I, he was he went on a roll there, and these all came in at like three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, as they do. This yeah. Is- Probably high. That's fine. You know, whoever you are, yeah, if you can, right. if you're hearing me now, I'd love to. You know, hear from you again. I, I suppose maybe in the daytime, and uh, you know, we'll have a chat. We'll we'll see what's going on. But I really don't know what he yeah. meant. I assume it's that drawing. If it is, oh, I was gonna pull it up. That does make any. sense. Yeah, right. that's probably it. It's just a picture of Hawkeye. I did. I did three of them. I did one of Potter, Hawkeye, and uh, BJ, and they all they're all just like portraits kind of caricatures and the Hawkeye one you could say he looks sinister but it's because Hawkeye always looked a little skeevy when he was he's drinking a martini he's kind of going hey yeah. what are you doing nurse nurse whoever he's, he's like, got squinty eyes I mean he's totally um he's totally a little like he's always up to something that that Benjamin Franklin yeah, Pierce that's right he you know they didn't take you can take the boy out of Maine but you can't take the Maine out of the boy is what, how right. the old phrase goes Little crab apple cove. That's right. Uh, all right, Brian. What else is going yeah. on? You got something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, printing some 3D uh, stuff for for other people, including our our T Maven Gwen, uh, and she's asked me to print some minis. Mm. So, so it's stuff like this, like little little D and D style minis. Sure. This is an example of what what go, what can go wrong. Because look at that wing. That wing has gotten a little borked. It looks like an AI drew it, kind of. It kind of does, right? Yeah. Like, I cannot do hands. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and that's all because of supports. This is done using automatic supports. And if you are a person who's who's a resin 3D printer, like me, it is about time you learned, like I am. 
<laughs> to do your own supports and not do automatic supports. And here's the here's the problem with that. What is automatic? So, well, first define that. What is automatic? I'm going to define supports. So okay. supports when you 3D print something with resin, um, basically it is taking a metal plate, lowering it down to a micron's width of a UV light, so that only one little thin layer of resin can be between the plate and the the bottom of the tank, right? Okay. So it's like, give me just the thinnest layer. Then the UV light comes on, burp, and mm -hmm. then it cures the resin in that shape. Then right. the plate moves up, comes back down, little another little micron of uh, goo between now what's printed and the bottom of that um, and the the bottom of the vat, yeah. burp, mm -hmm. cures that, and then it just keeps on repeating that, going up and down, and, and basically sandwiching a little thin layer of resin between each time, and then the the UV cures it. I didn't know it cured now, in real time like that as you did a layer. I had no idea. Yeah, I don't know what I pictured. It. I pictured something coming out of the goo like Harkonnen and Dune. Where he's right. Like oh, yeah. No, not nearly that fast. Yeah. It's uh, it's super slow, and it does it one little thin micron layer at a time. And each time, because it can't just go up a little bit, because that might not fill in all the spots with goo, it has to go all the way up, let those areas fill in underneath it, and then back down, and then do a little thing. Right. Now... Um, because so, if you look at if you look at this this wing, and I'll describe it for our audio listeners, there's a chunk of wing like right there that let's say this was this was um, printing just like this. Mm -hmm. So it's going and it, and really it, technically it prints just like this. Oh, it's right? upside down. Okay. Now there's this area right here, this chunk of wing that isn't attached to anything until you get up to the back of the character. Right, And because of that, you need a support to start from the base and connect to the very tip of that wing. That makes sense. And when you're dealing with somebody like a dude like this who's got all these little little uh, cape and sword and stuff like that, there's a lot of different shapes that are going to come in contact before they connect to the, um, to the piece itself. So you have to draw a little support under each one of those as you go as you go up. Um, and what I do is in the software that I use, I basically replicate the printer uh, trying to print it. And then as soon as I see a little beep, little island of something that's not going to get connected, I have to add a little support there and then move up a little bit. Oh, there's a little shape that's not going to get get added. So uh, for like the last 45 minutes this morning, right before the show, I was uh, working on some more of these these minis for Gwen and having to do that layer thing one by one by one by one. Now, Gwen pays me in tea, so I'm perfectly fine doing it for her. But uh, it is it is uh, yeah, it is way more difficult to prepare a file correctly for resin printing than it is for filament printing because yeah, watch, of the supports. Watching a speed, or what do you call it, a time-lapse video? A time-lapse, yeah. Is that and, the one uh, that uh, BioCal posted? No, I, yeah. just, I just grabbed one. But oh, it, you found one. Yeah, but you but can it, see those supports. They look like little ladders. Like yeah, there's tons scaffolding. of them. Yeah, yeah, some of them. Right? If it's a solid piece, that's one thing. Like this lightsaber there, they didn't need it. But right. this one where they just showed a, a Pokemon... I don't know which yeah. Pokemon it was. They had to have a million spaghetti strings. A million little supports. supports and you and and uh if you're if you want to guarantee that it comes out, you can't trust the automatic supports because it's gonna it's gonna fail so many times. This Bruce Willis thing that I keep keep don't keep showing and oh, yeah. I think he just Yippee Kaye. Uh 
this one uh, I was able to print. So I printed it like this so that the supports are all up here because if there's going to be any residue from the supports, I'd rather have them on the back of the head than on the face where somebody's going to be looking at it. By the way, this is transparent. I don't know if you can tell it, but... Um, oh, no, I couldn't tell. It I'll just looked gray you. on camera. Oh, there. look at this. Oh, oh. It, a little transparent Bruce. Bruce is in Avatar, it looks like. That's it's right, all exactly. blue. That's cool. So um, uh, I'm using that Soraya resin that uh, Bill Duran recommended. This stuff is the bomb. Really? Bill Duran, yeah. Just better, more consistent? Faster, faster curing. So basically, it this um, this in my old resin that I was using would probably take, I don't know, seven or eight hours to print this little head. And all the other things uh, printed in this fast resin with like three hours. Super, good. super. More expensive, I assume. It's like the high end stuff. Only a little bit. Like it's it's forty something a bottle compared to the thirty five a bottle that I was doing for the other other oh, stuff. That's not bad. Um, and I've got some regular gray, so I've got the opaque gray stuff coming for that resin to try it out. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, the bomb dot com. So very nice. That's your little that's your little three D minute right there nice. to uh, to talk about all the the hell I'm going through right now doing learning how to do supports. But uh, supports matter. Turns out, yeah, supports matter. It's a little surprising to me that more models don't come with the person who did the model thinking about the supports ahead of time i mean i guess that's there, true you know what it's, it's good that you say that because some do some designers actually will create supports the uh eastman who does like this um this magneto mm-hmm. this rad magneto mm-hmm. uh i think he on some of his models actually includes the supports so that you don't need to think about it he's already added them now in most cases they're they're a little heavy-handed with that stuff so they'll do a lot of um extra supports whether you need them or not but again way better to be heavy-handed with it do more supports than uh um than less are the supports once you're done let's say you've got 15 long skinny supports yeah. and you've you've now removed those is that stuff reusable or because it's cured no. you're done once it's cured you're done gotcha. yeah it's that that stuff there's um with filament printing there are people who are figuring out ways to make the filament scraps that you get melt down and mm-hmm. and then spooled back up into spools. But uh, that that stuff is so unreliable right now and expensive that it's sadly it's way cheaper just to throw that stuff away mm. and, uh, and 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 not try and reuse it. Gotcha. But, well, they should figure out a way to better do that. Just for the future, because if we're going to sure. be fabricating yeah. tons of stuff, that seems like a lot of waste. Because you do want these supports, you want to have all yeah, the excess, but for sure, kind of sucks sure. to just toss it, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. There's anyway, a there you go. There's your 3D printing <laughs> minute with Brian. The 3D printing minute, right yep. there. A new segment, uh, hot off the presses. Well done. All right, <laughs> we're going to get Amy up in it. All right. Yeah. It's time for read this. Oh, whoops! I'm in the wrong group. Here we go. Now I'm in the right group. And if I could type, that'd be good. All right, there we go. All right, she's coming in. She's coming in hot. And uh, her little theme is all ready to play. Where the hell is it? There it is. Yeah, you heard us right. It's time for Read This with Amy. She comes on the show and talks about books, cool books she's reading and wants to recommend to find people out there listening to the show. Amy, welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. Hello. Good to have you back. How the heck are you? 
It is good to be back. I'm doing great. How are you guys yeah, doing? Yeah, good. We're good. Are you all healed up? No uh, no weirdness? No uh, funky business? Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I would say I'm, I get not tired. Not out of your hip or anything? No, that'd be no, bad. No, no. Oh, gosh. No, that would make side a, Side peeing? Huge <laughs> mess. I could just blame the dog, but, you know. Like. <laughs> Always blame um, the dog. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Everything's going pretty good so far uh you know no no real complaints chuck's also doing pretty well good Good. Um, so yeah we both have to kind of remember because we both feel better that we still need to you know not lift things Mm. yeah uh you know because we haven't been given the the okay to do that and yeah that's the drag about having yours done one right after the other is that you don't have somebody or maybe you do have somebody in this. I guess you have kids who can come in and help and uh, lift heavy things for you if you need them. So, yeah. right. Yeah. Do yeah. Have, uh, don't true. get on, don't get on a trampoline. That was my experience. When I, <laughs> I got my don't appendix, when I had my appendix taken out, that was the yeah. worst possible thing I could have done. And it hurt like hell. So don't do that. I'm not sure. I'm sure oh you weren't God. planning on it, but <laughs> I was 16 and stupid, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Hey, I feel great. Let's go jump. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to die. And then I <laughs> didn't do that again. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, things things down in that zone of the human body weren't meant to have a lot of strain when they've been cut open and removed and changed and stuff. So I'm glad you're doing I all would, right. I would say in general, they're not really meant to be cut open. But in this case, I was I was grateful for it. That's true. So. Yeah. And now you're ready for uh, future augmentations, right? Like in the future, they'll say, uh, hey, Red Fraggle Amy, we figured out a way to uh, give you, uh, I don't know, super, super hearing. But we have to put it where your uterus used to be. And there's right, a little computer yeah. in there. You'd be all ready for it. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a vacancy there. So, you yeah. know. Cyber, um, I was going to say, that's really the only residual thing that's still kind of left over is, you know, I mean, it left kind of a a big hole. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now my muscles in that area have to kind of figure out how to be again. Yeah. You know, like they're they're like, hey, there was stuff here before and now there's not. And so they have to kind of <laughs> knit themselves back together in mm-hmm. weird ways. It's where you, so. you can keep your weed in there. If you're careful. Yeah. Uh, Claire Gack, how Claire Gack asks, how big is a uterus? Well, typically it's about the size of your fist. Mine was bigger, which is why I had to have it removed. Yeah, it starts. Wow. It's that big in its dormant form, right? Though, but when there's a kid in there, it obviously things expand and it gets, get big. It gets kid sized, yeah. is what it does. Yeah. yeah. So right. You, so you get yeah. all like that. I, realize, and then it I guess I, again. I'd never thought about it, but yeah, I guess it would have to be that small normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It shrinks up, and it shrinks up pretty quickly. Like those. Lady parts are very elastic, turns out. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so they can stretch and and be and snap right back. You guys have cool um, uh, guts. I'll, t- I'll give you that. I'll give the women that. <laughs> you have cool yeah. guts. Um, cool guts. Well, anyway. It was what- unpleasant when I was pregnant with my son because he used to sit right up under my lungs and make it difficult to breathe. Oh, geez. So, yeah, I would... Uh, I'd roll. I'd accidentally roll over on my back when I was asleep, and I would have nightmares that I was smoking mm. because I I physically was Just having trouble breathe. breathing, and so my brain would interpret that as, "Oh, you're smoking." How weird! And, <laughs> and I would not, and not a cigarette. You are just smoking. Yeah, you're <laughs> smoking hot. <laughs> well, you know, in my in my misguided youth, I I smoked did some you, cigarettes. Uh, and did you, did yeah. you inhale? 
No. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, that was always the dumbest thing about that news story to me. I would have had so much more respect for Clinton if he'd have just been like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we all did it back then. So we did everyone did else. No, and then <laughs> nobody should have been surprised when he was trying to say, well, it depends on what your definition of is is. is, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, but, uh, just say you had sex with the intern and knock it off, exactly. you weird old turd. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to some yeah. books. Let's read some books. Uh, what do you uh, What are you reading this week? What are you telling people to go out and get? So today, I have I do I have a little. You were right. I'm going to do a little reading for you. Uh, this was mentioned at our last playdate, mm-hmm. and uh, so I decided oh, yeah. to go ahead and, and give it a go. And so the the name of the book is P is for pterodactyl, yes. the worst the worst alphabet book ever. All the letters that misbehave and make words nearly impossible to pronounce. Nice. I love this. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is great. It's it's such a fun little book. Uh, So the first page is, did you know that there are some really wacky words that start with a silent letter? Most of the time, you can just ignore that pesky first letter and sound out the rest of the word. But be careful. There are other words in this book that don't follow the rules. Look to the back of the book for help with some of the most mischievous words. Uh, so let's see. Mm. A is for aisle. The <laughs> bread aisle has not been cleaned in eons, and nine tiny beasts meet to have a feast. Oh. B is for delium. We doubt anyone knows what delium is, but it's the only word dumb enough to begin with a silent B. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's great because I was trying to think. Oh, all right, what's 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 uh, B going to be? And I could not think of one. So delium. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Yep. Jeez. Yep. C is for czar. Shh. The fascinating czar is secretly part Czech. <laughs> and so, and it goes on like this, where it's it's not just the word that they pick. It's yeah. also the the sentence that they write is just filled with you know, those letters that you don't pronounce. My favorite thing in here that they do is when they can't find one, they will, they will do this. So I'll skip forward to F. F is not for photo, phlegm, phooey, or phone. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. I never thought of it in that direction, you know, like, right? uh, yeah, the, I always think of it the other way. It's like, why is there a P there? And then I, but I don't think about it from the opposite. Right. That's great. I need this book. Yeah. Where, where, give me the name while you're still doing these. Give me the, what is so, it? Yep. The name is P is for pterodactyl. There it is. Almost the first search. It came up crazy. Yeah. All right. And it's available on, you know, the, the Kindle app and whatnot. So I'll go through and read a few more of these. Cause some of these are really fun. Sure. Uh, G is for gnocchi. The gnome <laughs> yells, waiter, there is a bright white gnat nibbling on my gnocchi. <laughs> Wow. Um, H is for air. The honest air admits that herbalism isn't his cup of tea. <laughs> now that one doesn't work if you're in the UK because they say herbalism. They say herbalism. So does Randy, by the way. As, uh, yeah, as sure. Eddie Izzard would say, because there's a bleeping H in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I is not for I. We asked the pirate if he has two eyes and he said, I, I. <laughs> I mean, you see, it's just so, it's so silly and fun. I love the art. Um, the art is great. It's just yeah. like uh, kind of purposely crappy art. 
It's hard to explain, yes. but yeah. Yeah, exactly. It looks honestly, it looked like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that my kids used to get in when they used to go to religious school, mm-hmm. you know, back when uh, they used to do Hebrew school on mm-hmm. Sundays mm-hmm. and, you know, when they were little kids and they'd have things that explain like, Oh, on this day we eat challah and here's how you say the homotzi and here, you know, and all, and it would have art it, just like this, yeah. you know, it just yeah. looks like something that a kindergarten teacher would have on our wall. I love it. It reminds me for some reason, like czar, the art on that reminds me of, uh, the yellow submarine stuff the Beatles used to do. Mm, sure. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Max. Uh, Peter Max. Peter Max. Was that his name? Oh, I love I that stuff. So, yeah. Just so weird. Exactly. It almost doesn't work anywhere else. You have to have the exact right application for that art or else you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> this one's great. M is for mnemonic, but now Mr. M can't remember why. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. This is great. That's great. I mean, who, this is, do you know who reads the, uh, the Kindle version? Oh, I don't. I haven't heard the audiobook version because I just figured, okay, I'll just read it myself. Yeah, I just read um, the audiobook, not the Kindle version, because Kindle could still mean the. Right. Yeah, yeah I have I have the Kindle version, which is what I, I'm scrolling through it on my iPad right now. Yeah, let's see. I think um, Amazon may yeah. have a sample. Let me see if I can play it. Uh, do they? They don't. Uh, maybe they don't have an audio version of this. Oh, maybe not. I don't see it. I, I guess the intent with, uh, you know, pre-K readers like this is that you're going to sit and read it with your kid. And I think yeah. it's a, for in this case, especially because of the silent letters, it's way better as a visual than as an mm-hmm. audiobook. Because, you yes. know, H is for air. Okay, great. But when you see, oh, yeah, look at that, the weird H and sitting in the front of there that doesn't need to be there. Right. The, yeah. The other fun thing, um, this also reminded me, there was a, a Bare Naked Ladies album that came out. Right at the exact right time for when my kids were small. It was fantastic. It was a kid's album that was called Snack Time. And it had all these really fun original kids songs on it. And one of them was an alphabet song like this. Mm. And... And it was so funny. It was like, you know, they were just singing along and then they got to like R and he said, R is for radon. No, it isn't. Okay. Yeah, I know. I couldn't think of one with R. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. Was, I, I vaguely a, remember great. that. When was, the, oh, it's like, it says was that 2008. Pre, that was post Stephen Page leaving, right? Was yes. Oh, yes. Being forci- forcibly removed from the group. <laughs> he left yeah, in 2000. He left before 2008. That's crazy. Yeah. But they were yeah. I didn't know that. That's I, wow. All right. I love this whole album and like unironically, I, this is this is like you and Bluey, Scott. Like I can I could just listen to these songs. Like there doesn't have to be a little kid around. I love these songs. They're great. Yeah, yeah they're, they're um, that's almost their their mainstream stuff is almost like this. It's just a, you know, mm-hmm. a little less kid focused, but it, they're always a little they're always kind of telling us fairy tales that band. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen them in concert a couple of times. They're fun. Um, but oh, by the way, speaking of Bluey, thank you, because I was having just the worst day the other day. And it was just one of those days. It was nothing, nothing super specific, but it was just kind of everything I tried to do didn't quite go right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was nothing, nothing to write home about that it was you know super tragic or anything it was just one of those little irritating days and i was in a foul mood and we sat down and we couldn't think of what to watch and i said you know what all right fine we're gonna watch bluey 
Yeah. And seven minutes at a time, I had my my bad mood. Bad mood? Yes, my mood. bad mood Your bad cured. Mood. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than a bad nude. Look, yeah. I uh, I agree. <laughs> Look, uh, that show is good for whatever ails anybody, for real. Mm-hmm. Whether you got little kids or not, it doesn't matter. Sit down and watch some Bluey. It'll turn your day around for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, go. That's I guess the the moral of today's segment is, you know, go do little kid stuff. It'll make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So. Yeah. Be a kid again is what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Well, it's always good to hear from you. And again, that book is uh, P is for pterodactyl, the worst alphabet book ever. Uh, it is available uh, hardcover for 12 bucks, about six bucks on Kindle. And I don't think audiobook, but uh, it's oh. there and available free. Now. It makes sense because you're not. You don't sit down with your little kids to read to listen to an audiobook. Yeah. No. And if you need, if you really need an audiobook, just call uh, Amy. She'll read it to you. Over the exactly. Phone. Yeah. yeah. I'd be glad to be glad to do that. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, well, uh, anything else you want to mention or uh, promote or say? Yes. So I have all of my stuff all set up for Vegas. Everything hotel is booked. Flight is booked. Nice. All of that is good. Are tickets up yet? No. No. Okay. Good. No. All right. No, I was just making right sure. Yeah. I was like, wait, I don't have those yet. Soon. So, Soon. Sure. Um, yes. I'd yep. love to have that up there. Uh, so there's a couple things, factors we have to deal with, but most of it deals with like, what's the swag going to be? Um, mm-hmm. How much? All this sort of stuff. So Brian and I should have that figured out pretty quick. Well, speaking yeah. of swag. Mm-hmm. So last year, you know, I gave out peepers you know along mm-hmm. with the the swag bag yeah oh yeah yep. oh yeah peepers, well yeah. Uh-huh. the and the crocheted frogs were i didn't you know obviously i didn't it's it's kind of a lot to make like yeah, of course yeah no, we did it for producers that, frogs, uh, as, as yeah. it should be yes and i and i made some extras and just kind of handed them out to people who were awesome to me in one way or another yeah. um but this year for christmas my mom gave me this I have to send you a picture. It is, it's like a little zipper case filled with all these little small skeins of different colored yarn. And now she's like, now you can make lots of frogs. And so I'm like, (laughs) Oh Jesus. So yeah, I don't think I can make that many of those type of frogs, but if anybody has any suggestions, anything they would like any, you know, small little amigurumi, uh, crocheted stuffed animal type type of deal. Let me know. Send me a send me a message in Discord and because uh, I'm looking for suggestions. Because I mean, there is a ton of yarn in here and it needs needs to be used. It needs to go somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Needs yeah. to needs to make. I need to make stuff. You could cut and it. I need you could cut it in little uh, cut it in little six there inch lengths and say these those these are pet pet yarns and then just get put one in every bag. How about that? <laughs> Yeah. Like, here's your pet strand of yarn. That's yeah. right. Here's a chunk of yarn. Do with it what you will. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Make your own weird six inch thing. Uh, awesome. Amy, it's always good to talk to you. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you next you time. You too. Bye. Bye now. Bye. 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 That reminds me of, I don't know why it reminds me of Dr. Ken, but it does when she does that. Why is that? Oh, is that a community I don't thing? Know. Did he go bye a bunch bye. of times? I don't know. Don't know why either. Ken Leong. <laughs> uh, all right. That's uh, that's that. Today we're shifting gears, doing something a little bit different. Wendy is not here. She is uh, mm-hmm. traveling about, doing some stuff with some friends. So we are going to have Bobby on today since we didn't have him on Tuesday and get our science in a little late is all. Yeah. Oh. 
No yeah. big deal. Oh, not yet, though. Oh, we're doing that him? before the... Yeah, I don't know why I'm adding him now. Bobby, forget it. Ignore that. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Someone's very tired. It must be me. I barely uh, saw. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, but that'll be the Bobby time. Uh, but it's also brought to you by something. Brian, what do we... What, what, what did it... Uh, what, who paid for this moment? <laughs> this moment brought to you and paid for with, with the hard-earned cash by O'Coverville. Uh, today, celebrating the birthday of Kenny frickin' Loggins. Yeah, the, uh, the Danger Zone himself is going to be uh, featured as the, the the subject of today's episode of Coverville. Um, of course, songs like Footloose, I'm Free, uh, the, uh, the I, I'm All Right, and the aforementioned uh, Danger Zone, as well as some other things, including uh, a cover by Billy Bob Thornton uh, oh. singing about Winnie the Pooh. You never thought you'd hear that, did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a whole bunch more. That's going to be at 1 p.m. Mountain Time today, twitch.tv slash Coverville, Kenny freaking Loggins. Oh, that's great. I love, uh, I, I un- unironically love Kenny Loggins music. I have no problem with any of it. I, I would think, I think you do to a point. He's another one that kind of like, like got to an era where it was like, oh God, another one of these like torch song <laughs> pap kind of thing. Ugh. Yeah, he's like he's Neil Diamond. He goes he goes he, Neil he Diamond goes Neil or Diamond route. Yeah. Chicago. Those, uh, yeah. It was those covers that were really hard for me to find. Things that weren't just another person doing a similar torch song cover. But things like uh, I'm free, great. Got a nice little metal cover of that one. And uh This Is It, got a heavier cover of that one. This is it. You know, anyway. Well, that song's uh, all right. I kind of like that one. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. It, it gets weird toward the end. Uh, he got into that light rock. He he jumped in with both feet on that light rock mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's like Peter um, Cetera is their leader, and he just drags all these poor people yes. to the thing. Yes. Real right. bummer. Exactly. Anyway. Michael McDonald. I'm going to lead you to the promised land of, <laughs> of light rock. Follow me. <laughs> Just walk back Love that guy. I'll take you to the bridge that I'm living under. He said the most unique sounding stupid voice of that era. I love it. It really is. All right. All right. Well, let's get to uh, today's In in the Middle. Uh, This is a band called Tiny Microphones. Not really a band. It's a woman. Her real name is Christine Capua, and she lives at da-da-da-da-da. And here's her phone number. Just kidding. Christine Capua performs under the name Tiny Microphone, and it's very appropriate because she's got uh, a tiny, sweet little voice. She uh, originally started recording pop songs on a four-track machine in her apartment in Chicago during the early 2000s, but she's moved to Portland, Oregon in 2018. She started writing, recording new songs, which uh, turned into her second uh, album, Other Cities, which is the brand new one that is going to be coming out this year in 2023. What are we? 2013. 2023. Looking forward to that Uh, Avengers 2 coming out next year. It's going to be great. Should be great. Anyway, here is the song Holiday, performed by Tiny Microphone. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Hold on to your past Cause it feels more real than hope Your heart will heal But it's still
gifted people with ESP or is what happens to you just a coincidence now find out for sure by calling this number and answering some simple questions with your touchtone phone you're dying to get me hung ain't you the morning stream go for the gut he's soft there We're back. Tell me who that was one more time. <laughs> that your dandy get me hung. It just almost sounds like our caller from your voicemail earlier. <laughs> yeah, it hey, does. that uh, who you heard there is Tiny Microphone. Her upcoming album called Other Cities comes out February 3rd, 2023, and uh, features that single you heard right there, Holiday. Oh, very nice. Do you think I should be annoyed that Carter spent all those two months, 60 freaking days in Iceland? She never saw Bjork once, not even one time. <laughs> Uh, should should you be annoyed or should she? I feel like she's the one who should be annoyed. That uh, maybe I don't think she cares yeah. about it the way I do, though. You know, like she went to the oh, place really? she supposedly hangs out at all the time, but she never showed yeah. up. Uh, there were should I should I be irritated that you've never seen Post Malone once walking around uh, Salt Lake City? That's a good point. <laughs> I do want that to happen. I need to hang out at the Walmart because he goes and buys magic cards there. That's it's, it's so crazy. I it is crazy. That. He's always around here. He was on Howard Stern recently, and I guess he says he used to have a major drinking problem, but now he still drinks, but he's 
he's smart about it. I don't know what that means. Like I know a lot of smart drinkers. I think you're one of them. You're somebody who yeah. I, you know, I try to be a smart drinker. Yeah, yes. and I I don't know what that means, but it's an interesting Only interview. Two glasses of gin at once. That's a smart drinker. That's right. And spending all your money on magic cards. That's the other smart part. Of that. <laughs> all right, let's maybe get... you know if you're still doing that. Maybe he really needs to just check in with his sponsor. A little <laughs> yeah, bit. no, no kidding. I'm I... spending all my money on magic cards. I think. Uh... All right. Well. Got enough money to buy one of those Black Lotus cards that cost. Let's let's go to a meeting. Oh yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I guarantee it. Um, all right, let's take a look in the, into the future that is now and science with this guy right here. Oh, it's things yesterday. Here it is. Science. It's Bobby Frankenberger, all the way from South Carolina, here to talk about some scientific knowledge. Uh, he's usually here on Tuesdays, but had some stuff with your flying and whatnot. You had that today too. You're always busy yeah. up there flying, man. You're up there flying. Well, how, how's that oh going? Are you close to your, I don't know, whatever mega license you're getting or whatever the heck it is? Mega license? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a it's just a pilot's license. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it means uh, that this segment is always up in the air. That's all yeah. oh, I see. Yeah. You did ah, I see. I like what you That's did. pretty good. That's uh, it's going well, though. You're no, no big failures. No, no wiping out in the yeah. trees or anything. You're good. No, no, nothing. No big failures. Last lesson I did, which was on Tuesday was rough i i like i i backslid a little bit like in in my progress it seemed to fall back a little bit and but that happens you know you guys i'm sure you've had that experience before where you're learning something skill-based that requires a lot of practice and everything you you're doing well and Mm -hmm. oh and you seem to be making improvement and then you you have um setbacks like you in in your progress and then so was your just your like uh, teacher guy or whoever it is? That's what you have, right? Like some guys with you a all flight the time. instructor, yeah, flight instructor, okay. teacher guy, you know, teacher, teacher flight guy. teacher guy. So what does yeah. he does he? How does he let you know that? Is he like ah, you have, you have slipped back a few notches in our in our program? Oh, today. we're gonna crash! You're doing this wrong, Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the way it is is he uh, he starts screaming and grabs the controls from me. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's actually really good, and he 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 makes. He makes me like I'm the one who notices, mm. and he is encouraging and 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 lets me know like you no know, you're doing fine you know the number of hours you're you've only been flying for X number of time it's <laughs> you're not expected to to be great at this yet you know like all sure. that kind of stuff this is hard reminding me that it's all very very hard. Um, Seems like but, good uh, teaching. That's good good method. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he notices what's you know, we we talk through the things that are troubling, but I'm usually the first one to to out loud acknowledge. Yeah. Cuz you know it, right? You you know as you're doing it that you're not doing well. It's not like it's not like one of these things that you get done <laughs> and then you can somehow be tricked into thinking you did a good job when you did it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like when you land the plane, you can tell if you landed it well or not. <laughs> oh, that's a good sure. point. Yeah, the proof's in the pudding there once you land. Okay, exactly. can I, let me ask you this. So in uh, Top Gun Maverick there, I watched that and I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, there was a moment, and I realize these aren't F-16s or, or newer that you're flying. Um, there was a thing where a bird went into an engine and mm-hmm. starts smacking into the wind windshield thing and all that and it's a it's a yep. thing that happens to planes and stuff and I knew yep. about that but they had a term for it and it was like getting sullied bird <laughs> bird bird strike was that what it was yeah it was a bird strike that, that's are what you trained it. in bird strikes and how to handle them 
Um, no, that would be an engine failure if it happens. Well, that would be the worst case, right? An engine failure. And they do teach you, they do train you to deal with engine failures. Mm. Um, but those, those bird strikes are not uncommon, uh, but they're not really common. So, but, but it's just, you'd lump it into all the other things you would do. Cause that's the result of a bird strike is, or that's the, that's the worst case scenario of a bird strike is like an engine failure. So. Does it does it bother you like it bothered me watching it that we're putting the onus on the birds somehow like it's their fault? <laughs> it's the birds' fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That the feels bird wrong. struck my plane. Yeah, it's us. <laughs> we're the ones up there doing stuff nature didn't well, intend. Well, they call it an airplane strike, is what they call it. <laughs> yeah, oh, airplane, no, strike. airplane strike. Airplane strike. Take out, take out Fred. Oh, Wilbur. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> I assume his name is Wilbur. Anyway, well, uh, that's fascinating stuff. Um, uh, well, what's going on in the science world? I've been I've been paying attention mostly to CES and tech things this week, but yeah, I could, I could use a little, a little science. It's a little slow and quiet and sciencey stuff, and I've been holding on to something that I I planned to do right before Christmas, but you know, of course, I've been for one reason or another, I haven't been on in a few weeks. Um, but uh, but it was um, so. Here's the thing. I normally on the segment I try to be. I don't try to be like a well actually kind of guy, right? <laughs> I <agree. laughs> but, appreciate that about you. But uh, now, well, don't don't like. yeah, d- <laughs> don't speak reserve, too soon. <laughs> reserve your <laughs> kudos, Brian. Right, right. But um but inside all like science lovers and science communicators, there's a little well actually guy there who wants to get out, you know, but you sure. try to I try to restrain that person. But as a Christmas gift, I decided to give myself a Christmas gift which is there's a couple of things that you guys talk about and have talked about over the year uh-huh. that I wanted to clear up. Oh, you know, Lord. I wanted Please to do. say, let's, let's, let's either something, either a thing that you're using in the wrong, a term you're using in the wrong way yeah. or, or something you're not getting right about it. Sorry, we're going to make this fun. I promise right, it's not the... just going to be me shaking a finger at you. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Start the finger wag, Bobby. We deserve it. <laughs> the first thing I wanted to go over, this will be a quick one. Is you guys talk about the Mandela effect sometimes? Mm-hmm. We do. Right? Oh sure, yes. And I just wanted to clear up. Oftentimes, when you talk about the Mandela effect, you just talk about it like, like you use it, it the same way you would say that you are you you misremember something. The experience of consistently misremembering something is not the Mandela, Mandela effect. That is just called bad memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Okay. Shots right. fired. So okay. The- <laughs> example. Got an example. Um, so that's the that's where I failed. I don't have an example of oh. when you guys did these things. This okay. is just uh, so I don't have the proof for you. Um, <laughs> yes, this citation, is literally citation this is, needed. Yeah, <laughs> citations are not there. This is literally just me being a jerk today. Okay, sure, sure. Right. No, no, that's all right. No, <laughs> you're not. And I love this actually. So um, bring, it, so, bring it on. So the Mandela effect it was a, it was a term coined by actually a paranormal pseudoscientist. Um, in reference to an experience that that according to this person claimed that many thousands of people so and it gets the name because many many thousands of people had allegedly misremembered that Nelson Mandela had died in prison in the 80s when actually he died in 2013 right um as a as so is and, it, is it and weird that I never once thought that everyone says well that's the origin of it but I yeah. never once went I thought he died. I knew he didn't. I'd followed yeah, right. it. No, I knew what was going on. Just because it happens to some people doesn't mean it happens to everybody. No, but they so named not, it not after. Weird at all. But they named it after this. Because, well, it was just this one because guy. it affected a small group of people. And you're so, just right. not in that small group of people. 
Right. And so the idea of the Mandela effect is that is that it's it's a it is a false memory, but it's a false memory that seems to affect a, a large population of people in the same way. Um, right. And to help you remember how that is specifically the effect. Um, this might help you remember, which is that this guy who is a paranormal pseudoscientist guy, he thought that the man, the existence of the Mandela effect, it was evidence for parallel realities. <laughs> so, so okay. meaning that somehow parallel realities are touching our reality and causing lots of people. So that's all nonsense, of course, but that might help you remember. That's what that to be. They had a whole episode on this, that John Wilson show on HBO where, the oh, Mandela really? effect was the was the basis of them all meeting at a Best Western in like right. Florida or something. That's right, and they oh wow those people right those people did believe in this parallel world mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. You got to watch that, Bobby. It's so good. It's what's the show that you just mentioned? It's called um, How to with John Wilson. How to with John yeah. Wilson. That's it. I always forget the yeah, first part. You've, but yeah. you've mentioned it before, and it is one that I want to watch. It's wonderful in a million ways, but in particular, yeah. it's his non... His, it's a self-effacing sort of affable way of walking into situations that are just kind of like, what the frick are people doing? <laughs> right. Like, that sounds you guys think we talk a lot about Parasite on the show and how I haven't watched it and all of that. Wait until you get to the Parasite moment in John Wilson. How to with John oh, Wilson. Oh, jeez. What the there, frick? There's part of me that thinks that 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 scene is one of the reasons you haven't watched Parasite. <laughs> part, part of me thinks the same. Uh, yeah. who, who knows what that part of me will eventually do. But it really <laughs> so stuck know, with me. You know what part of that guy does. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Anyway. We know about the common Mandela effects that people know about, right? The, like the Berenstein, Berenstein Bears. Bears. Yeah, Bears. that whole yeah. thing. The one Darth, that gets Darth me. Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. Right. Chick-fil-A having a hyphen or something or yeah, not having yeah. a hyphen. I can't even remember what the real thing is. Yeah. We do it all the, the one, time with movie quotes and stuff. That's a very common thing. The yeah. one that really got me from this list, the list of common ones, is that because even after I read it and even now, as I know, looked up the truth, saw that this is correct. I misremember this. I still can't imagine it any other way, which is the Mr. Mono- you know, the rich Uncle Pennybags oh, yeah. having a monocle. Yeah. Oh. He does not have a monocle. No. Yeah. Never right. did. Mr. Peanut does. Yes. But but, but Mr. Peanut never reason. overcharged you for rent or took your money and <laughs> sent you to jail. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, I got second place in beauty contest. I have no problem with with rich uncle Pennybags. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> right. He's fine. Get, bank, bank error was in my favor. Exactly. <laughs> Keep them bank errors, bank errors happening. Yeah. Right. It's when he told me I could right. no longer pass go. I felt like I was being repressed. Yeah, that was yeah, a sure. little much. I've. We we had we had, came to words after that. One. You yeah, need yeah, to go yeah. to jail, Scott. That's just the way it is. <laughs> so there's another one. There's of course okay. a, all right. A, so we a so, couple more. So bad rem- badly remembering crap. Bad memory does not equal Mandela effect. Okay, right, fine. Right, you got us there, right. and that's it's all, okay all to that have one. bad memory. Sure. Just just cop to it. Just own up to it. Own up to your <laughs> your stupid bad memories. Is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Sure. right. The other one is um, so ASMR. <laughs> right. okay. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, yeah. You're not the only one who does this, uh-huh. so that's why it also ended up on the list. Was sure. Sure. Um, I, I hear you doing it, Scott? Just, just <laughs> All right. I'm not. I won't eat anything though. But listen to this. Here's some ASMR for somebody. Here we go. Okay. You, you like that? Did not yeah. need any of that. No, I, you know what Brian likes—the sounds of eating or drinking oh, on shows. It's his favorite. God, yeah. mukbang, like you know, any of oh, that man. stuff just drives me 
bananas. Hitting the bong chat room? No, that was a sip out of a can. <laughs> That's what it's, it did sound you know a little bit like it that. It kind of did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad. All right, so tell so, us about this and how we get this wrong all the time. So ASMR, a lot of times when you you use you evoke ASMR and you're like I said you're you're not the only one a lot of people do this and it irritates me that's how it ended up on this list because I had to bring it up um, sure. is ASMR isn't just some noise or thing that you think is relaxing yeah all right it's not just a really relaxing noise it's an actual um, probably neurological phenomenon um, and it stands for autonomous sensory meridian response. Um, and it's it's not well understood, so we'll, we have to say that. But it's a sh- it's sort of like it's been described so similarly among people that it, that that experts and scientists believe that this is this is likely an actual neurological um, phenomenon that occurs. And um, and what it's it's described as a sort of experience of a pleasurable the physical sensation of it is is a very characteristic part of it it's not just the relaxing because relax relaxation is certainly part of it Uh um but uh but there's also this pleasurable tingling sensation around in the back of the head down the spine some people compare it to like going up kind of thing yeah some people compare it to an uh, the uh, like an electrical buzzing feeling um in in the back of their head or uh, like i said on their spine um, Nicole gets and, uh, this. I've never understood it, but she 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 gets yeah. this when she when she has. Yeah, this and part. and to be clear, sometimes when you hear ASMR streamers or something like that, it does sound relaxing. But I've never experienced this this sensation before. Yeah, um, me neither. But uh, but apparently, so a lot we, of people do. So what you're saying is that we tend to anytime we get close into the microphone, it just immediately is, hey, we're doing ASMR. Basically. Yeah. Well, or or what what I know Scott I've heard say before is he'll say, oh, that's my ASMR, and oh, referring to some right. to some, some other stimulus. Right. right. I will say things. I know I've said this before. I'll say uh, the guy, uh, somebody's voice I really like or something like the guy. Um, uh, uh, what was he in that I just saw that he, I really liked his voice? Oh, The Handmaid's Tale this year had this had this dude that turned out to be Kiefer Sutherland's brother, half brother, and I didn't know that at the time. But this guy's got the coolest voice, and to hear him just talk, that that sort of thing gets me a little bit. So I I think in that even that case, I said, oh, that guy talking, that's my ASMR. I probably said those mm-hmm. words. And what you're saying is that's just the incorrect use of of the term right right because yeah. again it's it's this neurological sensation um um Rainbow bright just said um in the chat room that that they have that certain songs give them chills um that's not the same as asmr either that's actually a phenomenon known as frisson or frizzin um, i'm not sure how you pronounce it but it's f-r-i-s-s-o-n and a lot of people think that asmr is related to frizzin um, but it's it's that that experience of when when some sort of it can be an emotional thing or certain types of sounds or certain tones of music or or genres that will give you a like goosebumps or a tingling feeling in your on the definitely skin. happens. I get so, that. I get that when I listen to a pulsing frizzin blues <laughs> every time, right. every single time. Right. Yeah, exactly. you don't want to. If you go to prison, someone's going to make you them your bitch. Wait, what? Anyway, what I was going to say was it was a uh, good effort. There's often there's often like a uh, nostalgia tied to that, right? 
Like at least for me, it is. So like if I hear a song for the first time, I don't often have that experience. But if I hear something, this actually happened when I was like went went down my Neil Diamond rabbit hole two weeks ago uh, and listened to Neil Diamond for three days straight. When I heard Forever yeah. in Blue Jeans and I haven't heard it in like 30 years, that yeah. did that to me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, dude. And I don't think mm-hmm. if I had that connection, I would have felt that way. So I, I yeah. can see why that's not ASMR because ASMR should work no matter when you're being presented with it. Right. right. You you would get that from the first time you heard that song, not just the nostalgia of hearing it again. Right. right. The list of things that are no are are commonly known to trigger ASMR are really interesting too, and they also share something in common. So I'm going to go through a, a list of them. I want to see if you guys can tell me hmm. what okay. what they share in common. It's it's not immediately obvious but you you might get it um so here's a here's a list exposure to slow accented or unique speech patterns uh viewing educational or instructive videos or lectures <laughs> experiencing a high oh, empa- talks. <laughs> <laughs> experiencing a high empathetic or sympathetic reaction to an event okay enjoying a piece of art or music yeah. uh close personal attention from another person Watching another person complete a task, often in a like diligent, attentive manner, um, and uh, haircuts or other touch from another oh, on a sure. head or back. Oh, um, is that like why that. I like uh, you know those head thing, the the wires that you put on your head and it slides down? And it's like a little oh balls yeah, so they look like little spiders. Oh, I love yeah. that, dude. Oh, that's my ASMR. Oh. See, I used it wrong again. But that's what I love. I love that. <laughs> Those things are pretty cool. He just told you. I know. To I just heard that. this new information, and I'm still using it wrong. But here's the here's <laughs> the thing, though. Why? So for some, it's very physical, and some, it's it can be auditory or it can be visual. Yep. Um, I'm jealous of those who who not jealous, but I I kind of wish I could experience it because I don't know. Like that, you right. tune into some YouTuber who's like breathing heavy yep. on a microphone, and I'm like. Who's this working for? And apparently plenty of people. Yeah. Why am I wired so different? Or why yeah, is anyone wired know. different, I guess? I don't know. Everybody's brains are different. Um, so you did you did identify the first thing to notice is all those things are all different sensory experiences and very different experiences altogether. Right. Um, but one thing that they share in common is that they all involve... Uh, the same, some of the same networks in the brain, in particular, the part that interacts with the environment and other people in a careful and thoughtful way. Right. Um, and so they call it low-grade uh, euphoria. Sometimes this is a thing I've heard. Is that true? Is that yeah. a fair statement? Do you think that that makes that makes sense um, for yeah. sure? And so they they've have they haven't done much research into it, but there is there are s- some MR, MRI studies where they had people who were known to experience these ASMR uh, this this phenomenon and they would put them in an MRI and and have them you know show them things that would make them uh, experience the ASMR phenomenon. Oh my gosh, that must be hard in a in a MRI machine. Jeez. It probably is. There's a lot of things in MRI MRIs and fMRIs that are really hard to do. And some things you just can't no. because of the nature of you get in the tiny tube eh, 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 the whole yeah, time you're in there. I don't know if anyone else has been in an MRI machine, but it sucks. It yeah. Sucks in there. Oh my gosh. So they found that in all the people who who said that they do experience ASMR phenomenon that that they show activation in the medial prefrontal cortex, which are areas associated with 
self-awareness and social information processing and um, so, uh, so that explains something because the definition or the 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 initialism or acronym however you prefer to say it I think initialism is correct though mm-hmm. is autonomous sensory meridian response the meridian refers to that the meridian if only Bobby would have said that at the beginning of the segment did he well <laughs> I didn't I didn't explain what all the words mean um, for sure but meridian just refers to peak um, I think that has to do with the area of the brain I'm not a hundred percent sure because it might not. Because Meridian, like ASMR was, the term was coined before any of these MRI studies were done. So, okay. so it's, I, I'm not sure. The Meridian might refer to the the uh, experience, like the sensation. Um, so I'm not totally sure why that word is in there. Um, yeah, and they it don't. It was coined the wi- by someone on a forum somewhere. The Wikipedia, <laughs> the Wikipedia does not get into the Meridian definition, but they they use yeah. it a lot here. That's interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's ASMR. I would like to say I'm not telling you that you can't use these terms again. I just wanted to clear things up. Good, because because of the first thing, because of our bad memory, we probably right. will. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I am I am one of the first people who will acknowledge that language is a is a is a is a cultural experience. Like it's a cultural thing. So mm-hmm. so when when the cultural meaning of something changes, you use it in a different way. So when you say ASMR in the way that you do, Scott, saying like, "Oh, that's my ASMR," people know what you mean. Right. Yeah. I've conveyed so the information the I meant to convey. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, sure. so but it's still yeah. good to understand the stuff you're saying. I think right. they can do both. I can, I think we can have yeah. a fluid language exchange and and also better understanding of the stuff we're saying. I think that's a If we do it comment. 10% less, then your your job will have not been in vain, Bobby. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the last one is not a word that you guys use wrong. It's uh, something I wanted to clear up that comes up every once in a while, but most recently it came up in reference to a mustard keeping you young. Mm. Oh, okay. Hokum. Oh. With, is that it? <laughs> yeah, sounds like hokum to me, but you tell us. It's it sounds like it's it sounds like it, right? Yeah. Um and it has to do with antioxidants. Antioxidants come up not just with you guys, but everybody talks about antioxidants, right? Sure. Sure. Um so the mustard keeping you young thing, uh I, just to cut to the chase and then we can get to the details, it is pure BS. Mm. Um so mustard doesn't keep you young. Um, mustard is tasty, and I encourage people mm-hmm. to eat it. But uh, but the it's only not for that uh, the only appropriate hot dog condiment. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, a hot dog without mustard is no hot dog. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I agree um, with that. That's a good point. Yeah. Let me ask you about. Uh, you can can put ask, other things on there, and that's fine. But you better have, you better start with mustard. Can I ask you about binaural binaural beats or binaural audio? Do you know what I'm talking about? That whole thing. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, that so binaural audio exists, but the therapeutic claims have hmm. no. That is my. That has been my question the whole time because I can tell you this: I heard about it. What it was. What it claimed. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. It's a there's no harm, no foul. Put your headphones on, listen to a little binaural audio, see what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just some people claim it just chills them out, makes them relax, all that. Freaking stresses me the f out. Like oh here, really? Yeah. yeah. Here it is, right here. Here's a 40 hertz binaural thing. Okay. And if you're listening ahead. in mono, this will have no effect. <laughs> this, will, on you. this will be nothing to you. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. You guys hear that? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's supposedly. 
Oh, I just it's pooped my pants. It's maddening. Yeah, it's like a brown noise or brown noise, brown beat, brown <laughs> brown note, brown note, brown that's beat, it. brown beat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I tried. I can't. It's horrendous. Some people love it. Oh, really? Yeah. It does. It's it's calm. It feels calm and soothing to me. But I don't know. You know, am I getting <sighs> stereo through Discord or is it? You is should it, be um, stereo. Cause Discord does stereo. It doesn't do mono. So you should be getting okay. stereo. But the but the here let me let me pull this up. I feel like I'm being yeah. like pressed in, like I'm having yeah. Oh so, wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So one of my one of my oldest friends, he tried to sell me on binaural beats in college, and it was all with this. Uh, he had this like crazy uh, headset, eyeglasses that you would wear with it, and all this kind of stuff. And he swore by it. He'd sit in a dark room, and he would he would be super chill and relaxed because of it and i'm like you scott it stresses me out yeah um i sit there and i'm like it feels like it feels like i'm about to like explode out of my skin like it's it's building up something's building up and i just like want to go like yeah (laughs) it's like it is it feels like the it's like a prelude to panic is the sound yeah that's exactly a really good way to anxiety inducing interesting Yeah. yeah and it's not even so much like I wonder if it's because you and I are both like have a history with anxiety. Maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. The. Um, I wonder what the how far away on the sound spectrum that is from the TNG ship sound that. Oh, you know, I have that. that. You want to hear that? I got yeah, that. Yeah. Um, hold on. That I like. I uh, want to yeah, see like the waveform comparison between the two because the thing you played to me sounded sounded. Not the same, uh, not similar, but sounded on that same wavelength. For well, me. here's engines. Wow. Let's see. Is this not, just... not the, maybe use a different term than wavelength, but along yeah. the same lines. As so this one. this yeah. is TNG engines, and this I love. Oh, you know what? No, that's more of a that is more of a, like a white noise, gray noise kind of thing. Oh, I, really I like guess that. it's like a, but there's like a hum of a. Is it? There's the bridge. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. Without the little computer. See, that doesn't bother well, me at all. Funny, There's a beat. It's funny to you that, say or white noise bass. or gray brown gray noise and, stuff noise like that. and stuff like Pink, that. Yeah. yeah, because those are designed in such a way because, and they're named the way that they are because of the way that the uh, the frequencies uh, interact with each other and and amplifier cancel each other out. I, I can't, I'm suddenly can't remember the technical terms for how that happens, but whenever the the waves interact they 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 interact with each other and cancel each other out and all, all this kind of stuff right mm. um lots of different noises together will do that in fact white noise is called white noise because it's 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 an analogy to white light where white light is all the frequencies of light white noise is a bunch of frequencies of sound all, all see and i can't together. do white noise either like people sleep to white noise can't do it i have to have brown noise brown noise is yeah, like I a deeper more well closer to that tng engine kind of a mm-hmm. more bass kind right of because thing. some of the harsh harsh uh frequencies are taken out right um and so so that so, seems that seems consistent with the way this stuff makes me react um but binaural yeah. beats are different especially if you're listening to it in the proper way with in stereo because they're they're like very different frequencies in different ears and all it's it's just weird it is really weird how, how about would this star trek sound make you sleep command the enterprise would that make you fall? <laughs> 
I'm falling asleep right now. That just made me poop my pants. (laughs) Digital uh, Uh, Nimoy from the 80s. Pretty good stuff. Anyway. But we were talking about antioxidants. We were. (laughs) Oh, that's right. How the hell did we do that? All right. Antioxidants. Back to it. So a real quick understanding of antioxidants um, and the opposite, oxidants. Uh, So antioxidants are are what are called... um, well, so there are things in your body called free radicals or reactive oxygen species, and they're just chemicals that contain free radicals or extra hydrogen that's floating around. And they're very, the point to know about these chemicals in your body that are natural parts of your body are the free radicals are highly reactive. They will, they will just react chemically with a lot of different things, including DNA and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's just, our bodies have them all over. It's just a part of our body. So these reactive oxygen species um, are produced as a natural part of our metabolism. They're actually a major contributing factor to aging and disease, which is why you hear antioxidants so often associated with keeping you young and healthy. It's because it makes sense, right? If, If these free radicals contribute to aging and disease, wouldn't antioxidants, which are anti to the oxidants, wouldn't that be a good thing? Right, And on the surface, it seems like it would make sense. Um, But the thing is, our bodies have evolved to deal with antioxidants all on their own. That's how we've, you know, made it as far as we have. (laughs) Uh, So there's there's a, a sort of... What do you call it? Like an equilibrium state in your body where where it's dealing with antioxidants or it's dealing with the oxidants with its own internally created antioxidants all on its own and on top of that oxidants just because they contribute to aging and disease and they react with lots of things doesn't mean that they're all bad either right right um they they have a purpose um they they often are you they're they're used in different chemical processes in the body i don't remember what many of them are off the top of my head but um but they they do have a purpose they're used for different things and so you could argue that mega dosing on antioxidants could upset that balance that your body is trying to naturally maintain already. But likely that's not going to happen. What what really happens is when you take antioxidants, your body just compensates, says, oh, okay, we've got more antioxidants than usual, then we don't, you know, it, it, it undergoes its own processes to sort of maintain that homeostatic balance that your body does. Right. Um, and so it just... It's always going to try to keep a balance there, and so. So when someone says, when "Someone says, hey, our our yogurt has antioxidant properties." Yeah, great. Freaking eat it or don't, right? Like okay. who cares? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's about what I was thinking. Like uh, across the board with things like this, when these kind of claims yeah. are made, I just kind of go, "Okay." It's well. like it's like probiotics, except for very specific cases. Probiotics aren't. They sound good, mm-hmm. um, but they're probably not doing anything because your body has its own way of handling those types of things, and so so yeah. There and, are and, there are circumstances for that, like um, yeah, like if you have surgery or, or yeah. s- something like that, um, especially like like or or in the cases of very extreme diarrhea, <laughs> um, <laughs> then uh, probiotics have some clinical evidence of of helping with that. I love but, how you uh, giggle get immediately. Get on that activia. Yeah. And, uh, start listening to Jamie Lee Curtis and get that uh, the poop yogurt going. That, that's right. Yeah. Get that poop yogurt going. But but you know, na- being able to 
if you're eating the right foods that contribute to good gut health is one thing. And then there are people that end up with like C. diff or some horrible infection. Yeah, right, right. And the only way they can recover from it is some pretty hardcore probiotics. I mean, we're not saying those. So just keep your emails to a minimum, people. We're not mm-hmm. saying yeah, that. Yeah, there's extreme yeah. examples of all of these Right. There are, there are applications. But if you're just like doing fine, but you think, I'm going to live an extra 20 years because I take one of these every day, you're probably... Uh, Probably not. Yeah, and and the important thing is the extreme cases where they are good are things that your doctor is going to <laughs> be involved with, not you know, not things that the benefits aren't so so widespread that Jamie Lee Curtis needs to tell you about them. You mean, uh, and it's not the no. kid at Sprouts at the at the at the counter that sells all the uh, frou frou. That person, I shouldn't trust them. Is that what you're saying? Don't trust them. Yeah. Okay. No. Now right. things like kombucha do taste good. Um, and and uh, so I'm not saying stop eating any some of that, of that kombucha saying, will get you a little tipsy if you get the right one they got some <laughs> they got some kombucha with some high alcohol content so good luck on that that's out there but um in general antioxidants are just like like there's a reason that that your antioxidants when they're being pushed they always come in the form like when someone wants you to buy antioxidants they always come in the form of like exotic expensive fruits right (laughs) Um, it's because it's a marketing play and it was thought up in the 80s and 90s back when the research wasn't great for for how like we were just learning about oxidative chemicals in the body and then people were like oh well naturally we must want antioxidants then and then as as the research has matured we realize oh it's not maybe that doesn't matter it's not hurting but uh yeah. You know, well, there you, there you have it. We've busted some myths today. That's what you've yeah. done. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm going to do. So I don't like, like I said, I don't like to do that all the time. So that's my one this year. No, I, uh, I, and I'm glad we kind of start off to the, myself. the year right with a nice fresh like uh, explanation or corrections or or just clarification of things. Yeah, I'm going to call go. you the Jamie Heineman of TMS. You've you've busted mm-hmm. some myths. Look at that. Yeah, I don't know if I you want do, that reputation. You, you do have the, uh, the the facial hair for it. You're the, Actually, you're, in, in yeah. looking at so much Kenny, so many Kenny Loggins albums over the last uh, few days and preparing <laughs> preparing for this show, he does have the the nicely trimmed sculpted beard like our friend here, mm-hmm. Bobby. So, yeah. so, uh, so, do you remember when my hair was growing out and it was maybe like yeah. ear length and it was yeah. big? I was constantly being told that I look exactly like a Kenny young, Loggins. Um, no, oh. a young uh, um, Jesus, uh, George Lucas. Oh, George. Oh, oh yeah, really? yeah, I can see that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can see that. Totally could see that. Hey, here's a question for you, just to finish things out with the whole pilot thing. We give you a little sandwich, a little bun on the bottom yeah. of this burger, this tech burger, <laughs> or the science burger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think there will ever come a time where your flight instructor goes, uh, Bobby, your hair is gonna you get caught in the fuselage or something? Like you're gonna. Is there some hair safety issues or anything? <laughs> yeah, when you we know. open the window and I, I have and my you, goggles and climb out on the wing on. to adjust uh, the ailerons or something. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get all gum, my, gummed up in something or whatever. I don't know. My I don't hair know gets caught there. in the propeller. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, be careful. You never know, man. OSHA's yeah, not there do. to save yes. you. Oh my gosh! I thought Brian put a picture of Jesus in the chat, and it's a picture of yeah. Kenny Loggins. That is Kenny Loggins. Oh my lord! Here, here, chat. Look at this. He's here to save you. All right, just believe in him, and he's yours to yes, save you. Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh, all right, Bobby, it's always a pleasure. Tell people where they can get more of you and your cool podcast. 
I do a podcast every week called All Around Science, and we talk about science, like the name suggests. Me and my co-host Mora, and uh, and this this one that just came out on Monday, we started. It's going to be a two-part series, but the first part was on dark matter. Mm. Mm. Dark uh, matter. Whoa! What is dark matter, and what what do we know about it? And, Why and, is Spock so afraid of it? Right. Yes, exactly. Or that was red matter, and, right? Red matter. That was red. Was that red? Did matter? they call that red matter? I, I mean, it was red, but was it? Uh, yeah. they well, importantly, it red dark matter. matter is not antimatter. We talk about that on the show. Oh, good. And right. why that is, and why that's important, and a lot of what we don't know about it, and what and stuff like that. And the next week, the second part is uh, we're going to talk about dark energy. Oh, here it is. Uh, red matter was used by Ambassador Spock in 2387 to create a black hole to absorb the energy of the supernova of the Romulan well done, sun. Scott. Nicely done. And it destroyed very... it destroyed Vulcan in the process, didn't it? Or some shit? What yeah, happened? That's all actual yeah. factual science. I know. <laughs> I know, right? 2387. Damn. All right. Uh, Bobby, always a pleasure. Have a fantastic uh, week and weekend. And yes, we'll see and you happy next time. new year to you all. Yeah, you too, man. You too. May 2023 bring you longer hair and an official pilot's license. Bye now. <laughs> all right. We did it. Uh, is that canon, though? It's that new time, the Kelvin it's timeline. It's the Kelvin timeline, yeah. yeah right. So it's 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 canon, sure. I still watched, um, or I watched the final uh, one. Yesterday. Oh yeah, the, the Strange New Worlds yeah, finale. Yeah, I didn't do the Did TOS you watch the one. other one before it. Not yet, so I'm going to do that okay. after. Um, okay. It, on the face of it, and I don't know every little jot and tittle of every single Trek thing ever, but on the face of it, it didn't bother me at all. So I need to, I do need to watch this TOS thing to try to suss out what the problem is, because I don't, I don't get why there was a problem yeah. with that episode. I thought it was actually really good, and if the, if it's time travel, I get that. Like I thought of you a couple of times, but they actually <laughs> they actually adhere to your time travel thing, which oh, is do they really? it's branches uh, out to its own line and you and there's no going back with this exception that you can take, but it doesn't change the timeline you changed. Yeah. It just changes yeah. another timeline. Or or, you know, a new one branches out, basically. And that all that all was fine. I don't know what people's problem was with that episode. So I'm gonna I tried to figure it out on Reddit. There's a whole lot of conversation. Yeah, because they they do do it right because they can't travel back to their original timeline. That's my that's my caveat for time travel. It's not that the branching timelines. I 100% know that as soon as you change something in the past, it does create a new timeline. Right. It's you can't travel back to your original timeline. Once you create that branch, you can only travel back and forth on that branch that you've created. Right, so right, you right. won't get to experience the changes in your original timeline but i just i kind of um, sat through through that whole episode trying to figure out what was wrong with it i didn't find anything wrong with it, it seemed fine i watched uh, i watched a um a movie last night that i'm not going to use for recommendals but you would think that a movie that deals with time travel and music and and music causing the time travel mm. would be right up my alley and i actually you would be right i really did enjoy the film i don't know if i enjoyed it enough to recommend it but i'm going to do it right here because i've got so much stuff stacked up for recommendals sure. but a movie called press play that's on hulu it's about a uh, woman who finds a mixtape that um left over from her dead boyfriend and when she plays it, she can time travel back to the moment that they heard that song together for the first time. Oh, so weird. 
all of the songs that he put together on this mixtape for, she can travel back and be with him again and try and direct him to not do the thing that killed him. And it's got Danny Glover. I just noticed uh, Danny Glover's in this. Danny oh, Glover's Matt in this. Walsh. I love your... Matt Walsh. What's he doing in here? He's great. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he's he's great. Uh, never never not good. I love him. <laughs> Matt Walsh. Yeah. But uh, um, it was it was good. It was really cute. I think it's by the Fault in Our Stars, either uh, writer or director or something. See. I was gonna say that has that vibe, doesn't it? The look it of it kind of does. The look of the cover. I mean, I guess. Um, yeah, but they do a couple things with the time travel that I'm like, yep, all right, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good use of the time travel. Um, anyway. Oh, this is crazy. So the director of this did was on Fault of Our Stars, but he was a visual effects director. <laughs> oh, really? Is that all? That's the only connection? Yeah. Because the trailer mentions such and such from the from Fault of Our Stars. So it's just the visual. Yeah, visual he effects. did visual effects, whatever that would even be in that movie. I don't even know what that is. That's crazy. Like, yeah. why would you promote that? Yeah, no kidding. That's I mean, there funny. are some great visual effects, but. Geez. Is this something Kim would like? It seems romantic-y. Oh, she would like it. And I think, you know, to some degree, if you're if you're drawing or doing something while you're in the room while Kim's watching, Kim would love it. Tina really liked it. Okay. If uh, you're in the room while Kim's watching it, you'll you'll probably get a kick out of it, but you don't need to devote uh, 100% attention to it. Well, she so she's an interesting litmus test cuz right after we finished Star Trek, uh Brave New or Strange New Worlds, she's like, "Maybe I'll just until we're waiting for that season, I'll just finally watch Discovery." And I had already oh. seen it. So I said, yeah, that's fine. So I sat and kind of played my Steam Deck while she watched the first couple episodes. She got two or three and she turns to me and she goes, you know what the problem with this show is? And I said, what? And she goes, you can't have a Star Trek show where the captain sucks. Oh, yeah, no kidding. It's a mistake. And I and I, I agree with her. I think the biggest fault yeah. of, of Discovery, because I think Discovery has amazing moments and it has one of my favorite Star Trek characters ever in... Um, uh, what's his name? The tall guy. Uh, oh, uh, Saru. Uh, Saru. What's Sar- guy? Saru? Yeah. Is it? Is it a Saru? Okay, I yeah. It's Saru. I love, love yeah, that Doug character. Jones. Yeah. He is one of the most cool characters. I mean, he is the most Star Trek-ass character. I love him. Love him. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of problems, and the biggest chief problem, especially in the early goings of it, were the captain needs to be, in Star Trek, the captain needs to be yeah. optimistic Reliable, needs to be reliable, benevolent. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily infallible, but also open-minded. <laughs> right, right. And always yeah. always aiming for the right thing, even if they fail, you know, this sort of thing. Yeah. He has to be a reliable narrator. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, that's a problem in that world. And I yeah. think that they, you know, I think that's a problem. And I think Strange New Worlds obviously you, fixes you that. You don't but. want to believe that there's a vetting problem in Starfleet. That they're just not able to suss out the psychological profile of a shitty captain. Yeah, no kidding. Especially Borka or Yorka. Bor- Horka? What's his name? Gorka? Uh, Whatever it is. Mallorca? <laughs> the one played by uh, the, yeah. the guy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's just an ass. And it's like you can't have a captain be an ass in Star Trek. And they right. fix that with Pike. Pikeism is exactly what you Pike's, want. Pike's great. Archer. 100%. Great captain. Great. All the ca- um, You know what? Even Cisco. Picard, mm-hmm. they got all that. Kirk, they're flawed, but they're great men. They're great mm-hmm. women. 
uh, yeah. uh, Janeway, same thing. Leave the leave the shitty captains to the expanse and to uh, yes, a, a little bit of Battlestar Galactic at times. Not not Adama. No, now, he was great. Not but, the admiral. Uh, yeah, but other people but, like uh, exactly. That that, there's there's uh, room yeah. for that kind of storytelling. I don't have a problem with it. It's just this is Star Trek. It is about that optimistic humans exploring the universe and bringing with it the best that we can bring with it. That's what it is. So you can have all your conflicts and stuff. Brave new, brave, brave new world. Strange new world's got that right. <laughs> Discovery screwed up early on and it bums me out yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, so she's going to still watch it because <laughs> she's like okay, in the mood well. for star Trek right now. So I told her I, it does. And it does get better. That show got better in season two. I thought and, it um, did. It did. It's had its ups and down, up and down seasons. It just when it gets a little too heady and and uh, too full of itself, that it just gets a little too preachy and drawn out. And yeah, yeah. And she's just like it's so uh-huh. negative sometimes. I said, I know that's the problem. That's the uh-huh. problem. Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. But we do have a couple of quick things. I got a uh, uh, some shows coming up. Coverville this afternoon, uh, one thirty is it or one? One p.m. Mountain Time, Twitch.tv. Why do I still say one thirty all the time? Should I just change it? Would that be easier for you, Scott? Should no, I just, I just don't. Why did you used to do it then, or am I made that up this whole time? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't ever. There, I might have been. Listen, I've been doing this damn show for fourteen years. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like we used to announce it that way, and I don't know why it's stuck in my damn stupid yeah, head. But yeah, there might have been a thirty in there at one point. But, uh, uh, no. Well, anyway, do that. Get your music on today. And then later, we got Core uh, tonight at 5 p.m. Uh, this will be our first show of the year. And we're giving away that big monster doghouse oh, system. Oh, tonight's tonight. the night. Woo! Yep, tonight's the night. We got thousands of entries. So sorry about the odds, but uh, one of no, you. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> one of you are going to win. <laughs> I uh, like, never tell me the odds, Scott. But no, seriously, because <laughs> then that way I feel like, well, if if some if by some stroke of luck I win, you can easily go, oh, uh, somebody I've never met named Ryan Schmribbit just yeah. one. Congratulations. Yeah, he's from uh, uh, Longmire, not Colorado. <laughs> right, uh, has won. Sure. Anyway, guess the connection tomorrow at two. So that's another fun thing that's you can right. do. Do that right before Win a couch prize. party. Win some fun stuff. I think yeah. I'm giving away a Wakanda Forever hat, baseball nice. cap. Nice. That'd be great. Couch party at three. Uh, I think we're going to continue Doom Patrol. Cool. Because uh, I, I want to do that. And um, Film Sack this weekend. We are doing uh, Moonfall, finally. Mm-hmm. When I say finally, the movie's not even a year, full year old. It's like, <laughs> no, no. Finally doing it. We've been, nine but months it, old. you know, since since I saw that original trailer, since any of us saw it, we're like, Film Sack. Yeah, we have to do it. It's it's an Emmerich movie. Those don't get skipped. We do those. Uh, right. So, anyway, and this weekend, uh, that's happening. Of course, Skim today as well. Kim and I will be sitting down for a Skim episode. I think that's everything. We'll take us out with an email from Michael in Colorado Springs. Uh, he sent an email to themorningstream at gmail.com. It says, hello, Stoja and Bullman. I don't know what that is, but oh, we'll figure it out. I don't either. Ooh. I was provided this address as a place to register a complaint. Here is my complaint. I am not completely cranky old man. I'll give you 15 minutes, which is extremely generous, <laughs> to celebrate. You want to blo- know, know where you get those names? What's that from? Those are IKEA products. Oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> love it. Okay. All right, sorry. Continue. What love a it. funny reference. That's Call great. back. Yeah. It says, I'll give you 15 minutes. It was extremely generous to generate and blow off your fireworks at midnight on January 1st. If you're still shooting fireworks at 1230 a.m., you are being an inconsiderable, inconsiderate dick. 
Try thinking of someone other than yourself now and then, and my dogs would greatly appreciate it. Thanks. I just had to get that off my chest. Joe, uncool in the tadpole, Michael in Colorado Springs. He's not saying we're doing that. He's saying he just wanted a place to be able to vent this. And you know what? We agree a thousand percent with you, dude. Yes, exactly. Get your your illegal fireworks out in a safe place, not near any brush or, or dry grass or anything like that. But yeah, come on now. Yeah, uh, don't do it. Fifteen minutes is enough. It's plenty. And look, yeah. I, I got lucky. I have two dogs that don't care about fireworks, but I know people have dogs with terrible reactions to them, and I feel bad yeah. for them. Daisy yeah, was Daisy that way, was right? One of those. Yeah, Daisy was until she went deaf. That was kind of like the the blessing, the bittersweet blessing of her going deaf was that thunder uh, and uh, fireworks didn't phase her at all anymore. So. Is that how you knew? When did you know she was going deaf? Was it just she wouldn't answer to her name? or She wouldn't answer. Like she would um, even even just noises wouldn't have any effect. So like if Tina dropped something on the floor notice I say Tina dropped it, not me. Not you, if no. she drops something on the floor, Daisy wouldn't like immediately turn to look or things like that. Interesting. It was a slow, I'm sure it was a slower process than we realized because it wasn't just boom, she's deaf. Although we do think she had a stroke at one point. Oh, yeah. I don't like to hear that. That's Which sad. might have actually had a, a little bit of that. Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Michael, in Colorado Springs. If you'd like to send your emails in to us, you can. That email address, once again, is themorningstream at gmail.com. Keep those texts flowing as well, 801-471-0462. And uh, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS. If you've not yet done it, please hop in there. We haven't had a new guy in a couple of days. I would love to say your name. And to reach out and tell you how much we appreciate your support. Thanks to everybody who already does. You guys are amazing. That's patreon.com slash TMS. We're going to get out of here now. Brian has to play a song to make that happen. What do you have today to play? I do and I will. This one's going out to Barbara. The date of my birthday, January 6th, has been sullied by the events in the Capitol two years ago. This year, I'd love to hear a song about celebrations or moving forward, forgetting the past. Something upbeat, maybe in the style of bluegrass. Since my birthday falls on a Friday this year, whenever you can get to it will be perfect. I leave it in your capable hands. Thank you. You should say birthday, eh? Hold on a second. Here you go. Let's party. There you go. Happy birthday. It's shorter and shorter every time I hear it. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to this one. This one, maybe not necessarily about a party or a celebration, but it makes me smile every single time I hear it. The harmonies are tight, and we love each and every one of these people that you're about to hear in this song. This is a cover of the uh, Steve Young song that the Eagles took and popularized. It is Paul and Storm and Jonathan Colton and Sarah Watkins all joining together to just crank out some incredible harmonies. It's a cover of Seven Bridges Road. A little bit of bluegrassy uh, guitar in there for you, Barbara. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, this coincides with another request that came in, um, I think, while we were out with Scott's COVID or, or whenever it was that we never got to. Oh, so okay. Paul and Storm, Jonathan Colton, Sarah Watkins, come on. That's like a that's like a, a perfect storm right there of musical acumen. Mm. Here is Seven Bridges Road. Very nice. We'll play it. And not to be confused, by the way, with the original. Uh, ma- uh, it's not Steve Young, NFL great Steve Young. Different it is Steve not Young. NFL great Steve Young. Okay, no. fantastic. Just looking for a cheap Utah connection there. Uh, there you go, everybody. You Thanks for one. listening. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be back tomorrow. No, sorry. Yeah, tomorrow with the play date. We but will be back tomorrow for patrons only. Couch oh, party. Better jump on it. the uh, better jump on the patron wagon. Patron That's right. wagon. Still time. If you get in now, you're in. So hop in. in. Uh, And otherwise, we'll see the rest of you on Monday. Have a good weekend. We'll see you then.
stars in the southern sky Southward as you go This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. He's a loon. Mm hmm.